There are days that define a generation. For my parents, that day was December 7th, 1941, Pearl Harbor Day. The day the Japanese Navy caught America sleeping and destroyed much of the U.S. Navy's Pacific Fleet at Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. For my generation, it was Friday, November 22nd, 1963, the day President John F. Kennedy was assassinated in Dallas, Texas. For today's generation, it will likely be the pandemic year of 2020. For many, if not all of you, it was September 11, 2001, 19 years ago today, the day terrorists hijacked four airliners, crashing them into the World Trade Center towers in New York City, the Pentagon, and a Pennsylvania farm field. Nearly 3,000 people were killed that day, almost 700 more than died in the Pearl Harbor attack. Those days have reverberated through history. Those days have echoed through lives. With the entry of America into World War II, 405,000 American servicemen and women died. Since 9-11, at least 6,700 servicemen and women have died. More die each day. An average of 22 veterans take their lives each day. I want to tell you about one of those veterans who died overseas, and one of the 22. Ashley Sietzma, 20 years old, an Army National Guard combat medic, daughter of undocumented immigrants, father under a deportation order. She died in Kuwait, November 12, 2007. Married just a few months, a nursing student at Northern Illinois University. She and her new husband were high school sweethearts. They met in a Chicago suburban high school English class. Her wedding photos show a beautiful girl. Oval face, olive skin, perfect teeth showing in a bride's wide smile. Dark, sparkling eyes gleaming against the white, off-shoulder wedding dress. The light of so many lives. Private First Class Sietzma died when the ambulance she was transporting a patient in left the road and rolled over. Ashley's death left a gaping hole in her husband's life, her family's life, and the 708th Medical Company, Illinois Army National Guard. Her death haunted members of her unit. Her first sergeant never recovered from the loss. A first sergeant is the senior enlisted soldier in an Army company. In the Army National Guard, a company typically ranges from 85 or so personnel up to over 200 soldiers. The first sergeant is an E-8 with nearly 20 years or more of service. Her first sergeant, John DuPont of Quincy, Illinois, was one of the best. John, or Top, as all first sergeants in the Army are called, had two and a half decades leading troops. He was born too late for Vietnam. He enlisted in the Marine Corps in 1975. He served on active duty until 1979, and then two more years in the Marine Corps Reserve. John was from a long line of veterans. His mother served as a nurse in World War II. His older brother, a Marine in Vietnam. His dad and his father-in-law, veterans too. Like many guardsmen, he found he missed the military life. He joined the Illinois Army National Guard in 1987, six years after leaving the reserves. He served in both the Illinois and Michigan 
Army National Guard. He spent two tours in the Middle East. He deployed to Iraq from August 2005 to November 06, and again to Kuwait from June 07 to July 08. John was scheduled to take yet another combat tour when he died August 8, 2011. John didn't have to take that tour. He had nearly 30 years in. He could have retired. He had two Middle East deployments under his belt. He was 57 years old. No one would have thought him shirking his duty had he asked not to go. But he was the first sergeant. They were his soldiers. He carried that weight on his shoulders. He would go. John and his family were moving into a new, to them, house that summer. John didn't come back from moving some items from the old house. Christian, his then 16-year-old son, went to the house looking for John. He found him. He found him slumped over in a chair. He found him with the Colt Model 1911, 45 caliber pistol by his side. The U.S. Army pistol that had belonged to John's grandfather. The pistol that U.S. soldiers have carried in every war, from World War I through and past Vietnam. The pistol that every soldier loved for its reliability. John relied on that pistol when he couldn't carry the burden any longer. The death of a beautiful young girl in Kuwait weighed on John's mind. Like every great leader, John took the responsibility of leadership to heart. He believed that the lives of every one of his soldiers rested in his hands. Those who send soldiers to war should know and understand that responsibility. It should weigh heavily on their souls. We as a nation sent John to war a whole man. He returned, wounded and broken. We as a nation failed to bind up his wounds. We failed to honor his sacrifice. We failed his family. I took command of the Illinois National Guard on September 7, 2007. Ashley Sietzma died two months later. She died during my command. She was the first of 19 soldiers to die in overseas operations during my five years of command. I signed the order sending them there. Hers was the first coffin-draped flag I was to hand to a weeping mother, grieving spouse, or ashen-faced child. It would not be the last. If I never utter, on behalf of a grateful nation, while I'm on bended knee again, it will not be too soon. Four years after Ashley's funeral, I attended her first sergeant's funeral. In that four-year interim, I attended funerals across the length and breadth of Illinois. Sometimes the family would ask me to speak. Sometimes the family would ask the governor to speak. But each time, the route from the funeral, whether held in a church, funeral home, or high school gymnasium, would be lined with flag-bearing citizens. The funeral cortege, escorted by the Patriot Guard. The big motorcycles quiet, no revving of pipes. The mostly gray-headed riders, mostly veterans, or sons of veterans, honoring one of our own. John's funeral wasn't the first to die by suicide that I went to. It won't be the last that I go to. There are some generals who won't go to the funeral of a soldier who dies that way. 
Maybe they believe that to die that way is a religious sin. Or it's an act of cowardice. Or that it's dishonorable. It is none of those things. It is the laying down of a burden too heavy to bear. I go to those funerals. I sign their orders. They did as we ordered. They came home wounded. They are my brothers and sisters. I will not abandon them now or ever. Rest easy, First Sergeant. Your burden is lifted. There's an epilogue to that story. Christian, like his father, like his grandfather's grandmother and uncle, is a soldier now. A staff sergeant in the United States Army, he serves as a mortarman at Fort Riley, Kansas. (laughs) ¶¶ 